0: Welcome to Hills Podcast. Hope you enjoy our series, Pursuit. Don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date each week. Yeah, 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 2020, 2020. It's a good tone to it. <laughs> a lot of um, people are speaking about 2020 be the year of um, clear vision. It's been spoken about across the nations. Um, but the one thing that God spoke to me about is that 2020 is going to be a year of multiplication, I saw 2020 as a year of multiplication, not just only for the church in quantity, but spiritually as well. Yeah. God's called us to multiply. He, it was from the beginning where we're supposed to be fruitful and multiply, not just by kids wise, but spiritually. Um, one thing that, um, on our, we, me and my wife and my family had um, three weeks off, and in those three weeks, um God was real clear to me on um, something that He's going to do for 2020 for the church in general, and for every person. Um, And I spoke to to our pastors and um, my parents. Um, But do you know um, there's things in our lives that we've been praying about that we've been seeing? Like I call it the beyond. Like you don't see it yet, but you see it somewhere down there. And a lot of us have been praying and seeing things in the beyond. And this year is going to be the year where God's going to let us and allow us to live in the beyond. To live in the beyond. Not just see it, not just go, oh, it's a fairy tale somewhere far there. No, God's going to bring it out in this, in this year, in 2020. And um, I'm really excited to see what Hills becomes um, as we keep growing in 2020. And I'm excited for each individual on how we multiply throughout this year. Um, but I'm just going to pray real quick, and then we're going to get into this Word. It's, um, as you know, this, these are short services in January. Um, also, our pastors send their love. They're in Samoa, enjoying the waters um, and enjoying time off, because they really deserve it. Um, they come back in two weeks, um, and they send their love. But let's pray, and let's um, get into it. Father, we thank you for this morning. Um, speak to us, and um, we just purposely position our ears, position our hearts to hear from you this morning. Um, It's not just another church service, just another time where we just come together, but let this be a a moment where we um, push forward in you. God, we give you honour and glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So um, you may know or may not know, we're heading into the series called Pursuit. Um, Pastor Fina kicked it off last week, and we're going to carry on the series of Pursuit for the next few months because um, that's where God is pushing us in pursuit of Him. Um, and I'm going to be talking about the pursuit of one. It will make sense as I dive into this, but the pursuit of one. Um, the word pursuit, if you're writing notes, it's always good to write notes. If you're not used to writing notes, write notes. Let this year be the year where you write notes. Because I can tell you for a fact, even though I'm young, I can't remember everything. So that's why I write things. So if you're young, old, middle, write. (laughs) So pursuit. The word pursuit means the act of following or chasing something or someone. And I thought about it when I thought about the word um, pursue. I thought that individuals are either doing nothing or pursuing something. It doesn't have to be God. It can be their work, it can be their career, it could be whatever. Um, They're pursuing something. Every person's pursuing something. If they're not pursuing something, they're pursuing nothing. There's just two people. Um, Especially when it comes to the beginning of the year, um, a lot of, I hear, I, I, I dislike this phrase abundantly. New year, new me. I dislike it so much because no one can have a new me unless they're in Christ. Because in Christ, I'm a new creation. Not a new year, I'm a new creation. Not a new goal, I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation in Christ. Um, and the world uses it, the church uses it, and I'm like, yes, yeah, sweet you can have that new year, new me, but unless we're pursuing Christ, we'll never be a new me. Are we all right? People are chasing diets for a new year. I'm on a 12-week challenge myself, uh, this diet challenge thingy that I'm trying to do, um, but I'm not pursuing it. It's just, something, it's just a goal that I'm doing. And I'm not saying, oh yeah, this year's going to be new me, new healthy, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm just going to do it because I need to put some habits in my life. Um, people are chasing dreams, chasing whatever else that makes them happy, or whatever they feel like they should be doing. I want to make this clear, what they feel like they should be doing. We don't move by feeling when it comes to uh, Christianity. We move by faith and hearing from what God is saying. Um, but when it comes to the new year, we like, oh, this is what we feel like we should do. But we never ask the one who is the creator of awe or what we should do. And so time after time after time, year after year after year, we find ourselves stuck around this mountain constantly because we're going by feeling and not by what we're hearing. The pursuit of one. And I'm not saying like anything's of these wrong, like diets, new change, new habits, new goals. Um, because it's actually important. Because you need to get healthy spiritually. You need to get healthy um, physically and mentally. Nothing wrong with that if, it's, if that's your goal. Um, but with our Christian walk, it's actually simpler than what people make it out to be. People make Christianity so hard. Um, People think it's about rules, about regulations, about boundaries, even though God does put boundaries around us. And those boundaries are not to harm us, but actually grow us. So every time you see something, God says, don't do this in the Word of God. Don't do that means not like that's a rule. It's a boundary because if we step over that mark, He knows what's going to happen to us. We'll fall into sin. Anytime in the Word of God. And i mean, thinking, thinking and thinking, and Christianity is this one thing, the pursuit of one. What I mean by that? Christianity is about pursuing Jesus Christ. In all simple terms. Yes, we have to love others. Yes, we have to bless people. Yes, we have to help those who need help. But Christianity, and it's like, if you take it back, it's pursuing Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is the first and foremost thing that, for Christianity. Without Jesus, there's no Christianity. Without Jesus, there's no church. Without Jesus, you would not be sitting here today. I would not be speaking here today and I'll be somewhere else doing something on my own terms. Jesus Christ is the most important thing in our lives. The pursuit of one. But the thing is that I've realised is that when I look at the church, when I look at myself and my life, I pursued everything else but Christ. I pursued my career, pursued like getting up the ranks. And that's normal, Like you can do that. But we forget about the most important person, Jesus Christ. And I came to this verse, and you should know this verse. If you don't know this verse, it will be a good verse to remember. Matthew 6.33. It says, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. But seek first the kingdom of God. Um, I looked up seek. The word seek means to search for, to try find something or someone. To seek first the kingdom of God. And if you look at this, at the verse, Matthew 6.33. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God. Do you notice it doesn't say, um, but seek only the kingdom of God? Like, God is brilliant in the way he writes the word. It doesn't say, but seek only the kingdom of God, but it says seek first, which means there's other things in life we need to start seeking. Like, you might be seeking uh, a, like a dream job, maybe a career choice, or whatever, but the first thing you need to seek is Christ. It's not wrong seeking them, but we need to first seek Christ. It's so brilliant, man. Like, the the word is so, 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 it it looks easy, but then when you dig, dig, dig deep into it, you're like, oh, yeah, true. But seek first. Why is this important? Because if we pursue the one who is Jesus Christ, everything else will be led by and given by him we are pursuing. Because if we pursue Christ, the dream that you had had, God will exceed it. Because we have a dream, cool. But God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. And if we actually believe that, the dream that you're dreaming about yourself, God's dreaming bigger. But we'll never ever step into the God call in our lives in 2020 if we're pursuing everything else but the kingdom of God. Pursuing the one. Are we all right? And I came to this point is that pursuing one, all things will be added. Do you notice? It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added. All things are added to your life when we pursue one. But a lot of the time when we go throughout a new year, we pursue all things and forget the one. And by the end of the year, we have nothing and we still don't pursue the one. But if we learn... For 2020, to pursue Christ, to pursue and seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all things will be added. We're not seeking all things this year. We're going to keep seeking Christ because everything's attached to Christ. And the all things that we're seeking for, God will give because He's leading us and showing us. But we have to be people who pursue the one. We have to. We have to. Last year was great. Last year had its battles. You may have struggled struggled and you may have had victories last year, um, But if I look at last year, there was times in like seasons where I didn't seek first the Kingdom. This year, I'm making sure he's my number one priority. I'm not going to start seeking all things. All things will come along when I seek the one. You guys all right? Which comes to this point: you will reap what you pursue. I know people say you'll reap what you sow, but I thought I'd put it this way. You'll reap what you pursue. I like how Galatians says, everyone should know this, for whatever man sows, that he will also reap. When I think about pursuing, pursuing takes time, takes effort, takes money, and sometimes takes relationships. You're sowing into something when you pursue something. And you're sowing into something or someone. So as we pursue Christ, we will reap Christ and everything attached to him. If you notice you're not reaping the things of Christ, then you're sowing into something that shouldn't be sown into. You're pursuing someone or something that is not Christ. And so let, this year, with 2020, for Hills NZ, for every individual, I guarantee you that as we seek Christ together, as we pursue him first, watch how all things come about. Watch the things that in your life that seems a struggle will not be a struggle this year because you'll have the confidence and the boldness to step in Christ and step in faith in those circumstances this year. This year will be the year where it's gonna change for all of us. And I believe that for the whole church, not just Hills NZ, but for the church in general. Are you guys right? If you pursue Christ first in the year of 2020, no matter what the trials, circumstances, through good or bad, watch how he will add to your life and don't pursue all things. You know that, seek all things, don't, don't pursue all things that you think you should be doing, but, but pursue Christ and watch how, he, how things unfold each day, each week, and each month of 2020. Watch how each week unfolds. Because a lot of people in 2019, and I could look at myself um, in the past two years, I used to live week to week to week to week. The more I relied on Christ... Christ's goodness, Christ's faithfulness was unfolded each week and each month. I don't know how I met some of the bills that I had to pay, but God met them. But we can never discover that unless we seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. Not, not, putting, our, not putting our career first, but putting Christ first, and Christ will cover the career. Christ will cover the dream. Because if it's God's, I always I think like this, if it's God's will, it's God's bill. Always. If it's for the will for your life, God has the bill for it. That's why I get really annoyed on social media sometimes. The things I see from Christians, Christians asking other Christians for money. I'm like, if this is God's will, why are you asking for people to pay for your, pay for your stuff? It shouldn't happen like that. If God said that's what you're called to do, He'll make sure you, He'll front it up. He's not a God who would call us to something and not give us the resources. And this year, let this year be the year where if God said it, have faith in it. Pursue Him and watch Him how He unfolds in your life. Watch Him how He pays for the things that you thought was impossible. Th- like okay, Maybe it might be a house, because me and my wife are praying for a house and believing for a house this year. It may be for a car. It may be for something in your family. But see how you pursue God and watch Him how He works in mysterious and wondrous ways. This is the year where God's going to do it. This is the year where God's going to do it. I honestly believe 100% without a shadow of a doubt that this year is going to be the best year yet. And I know we say that every year, but this is the year. (laughs) This is the year. This is the year. Um, Everyone knows the story about Joseph? I thought about it um, with Joseph. I'm going to give you like just a real... Oh, I can't read all the scriptures because it's Genesis 37, not 38 for some reason, but 39 and 40, you, like, you can read, read a story. But this is like a breakdown of a story in like real short bullet points. It says, um, this, this was Joseph's life. He had a dream and he told it to his family. They didn't believe him, but the brothers were envious of him. The brothers faked his death and sold him into slavery. This is just a conclusion, okay? Um, was sold to Potiphar and became ruler of his house. And then Potiphar's wife lied about Joseph trying to sleep with her and was thrown into jail. What a life, what a life. Okay, sold to slavery, got put into jail, and all for no reason. Just because people were envious of him. And then became oversight of the jail. Now this is where I, I, I give props to Joseph because how does a prisoner become the lead prisoner of the prison? Doesn't make sense. Still doesn't make sense to this day. If I would go into a prison, there's no prisoner looking after the prisoners. It's the guards who look after the prisoners. But for some reason, Joseph had this boldness, had this love for God where it positioned him to be a looker, who looked after the prison and the guards didn't worry. What favor is that? Like, think about it, it's not normal. Um, after he was put into jail, he became an oversight of the jailer. Um, and then he interpreted Pharaoh's dream, and then he was placed as ruler over Egypt. And then the story goes on. Um, this story is a real-life account of pursuing the one. I want, I want to show you how he's pursuing the one. He had a dream, talked about it, and it seemed far-fetched to his family. It seemed far-fetched to his um, father, because his father's like, "Oh, do you really think we're going to bow down to you? He's like, oh, it's just a dream that I had. And the brothers were envious. Um, then he was sold into slavery from his brothers because they didn't want to kill him. One brother didn't want to kill him. He's like, oh, yeah, smart. We won't kill you, but we'll sell you. And it seemed impossible from this point. If you notice in Joseph's story, he never talked about his dream again. When, when, when he was sold into slavery, when he was um, put into jail, this dream never popped up again. But the thing is, Joseph could have made his dream, his main pursuit, when he was put into power. He was put into power three times. Put into power over Potiphar's house, put into power in jail, and put into power over Egypt. In those three moments, he could have started pursuing the God dream that he, God given him, but he didn't. His dream never came up again. Never talked about his dream. Are you guys following me? The whole story of Joseph was about his pursuit to please God. If you notice, after he spoke about his dream was sold into slavery, every time he came into contact with um, things coming against him, all he wanted to do was please God. Everything he did from the point of slavery was to please God. His dream wasn't even in the picture. Every time he, um, Joseph put God first, he was served a curveball who put God first in his life, told a dream, and he's like, oh, this is a God dream, and was put into slavery. But with every curveball, he wanted to honor God first. So he he honored God, something bad happened to him, and then he still honored God. Are you guys following me? Have a think about this. He was sold into slavery. He chose to pursue God. Think about it. Slavery for no reason other than envy. Just imagine um, you get put into prison. Like A lot of pastors across this nation and across like, the nations of the world are getting put into prison because they speak in their faith. It's so normal in these days that it's happening. Christians are getting persecuted for no reason other than being Christian. Imagine being that today in New Zealand. He was sold into slavery. He chose to pursue God. He was put into jail for false accusations. He chose to pursue God. He was put governor over all of Egypt, and he chose to pursue God. He chose to pursue God. Every moment of every part of his life, he just continued to pursue God. And I came to this. All things were covered by God in his story because Joseph chose to pursue the one who was the author of his life. Let's put ourselves in Joseph's shoes. And you were Joseph. Would your first response be pursuing God first? Or would it be something else? And just be honest about it. Be honest, have a think about it. Okay, if I was Joseph, put into slavery for no reason, how would I feel? Okay, I was put into jail for false accusation. How would I feel? Have a little think about that. Because his response always was to pursue God. And because he continued to pursue God and all things that he did, the dream that he dreamed about years before came into fruition because of pursuing God. He didn't worry about the dream when he was put into slavery because it was forgotten about. He didn't think about it again. And some of us have dreams like that where we've gone through motions of life and maybe people who said stuff um, to us that made us think that our dream was impossible. You know how I told us um, in the beginning of this, um, before I started, about things that we've seen beyond. God wants us to live in the beyond, wants us to live in the things that we've been seeing over our lives. Uh, But many of us, have, saw, have seen things for ourselves in our lives, but it's been pushed aside because of circumstances. Maybe pushed aside because someone said something to you. But I want to remind us today, if you're like Joseph and continue pursuing God, watch how that story unfolds in your life. Watch how 2020 will be the best year of your life. Did you come into 2020? I want to ask you this question and be honest about it. Did you come into twenty twenty with a mentality this year is gonna suck? <laughs> like, think about it. Like, did you come in twenty twenty like, this year is gonna suck? I think that every person like should be in here. That I not I, I think you wouldn't think that. Like, I think you would have came into twenty twenty. Man, twenty twenty is gonna be my best year. But I want us to actually believe it. I want us to actually move in it. I want us to actually walk it out. Walk it out that this year is going to be the best year. Because we, as we pursue God, as we seek first his kingdom and all his righteousness, all things will be added unto you. Watch how the all things will be added unto you if we keep seeking God first, pursuing the one. I have three questions for us this morning as I finish off. Short sermon. Will you commit the year of 2020 to pursue Christ above your dreams and above what you think you should do? Man, I had a dream. I'm not Martin Luther King, okay? But um, I had a dream that um, that I would be a chef or a lawyer. That was my dream. In high school and throughout that, I wanted to be a chef or a lawyer. Um, but then God destroyed that dream um, when I went to a conference. And He said, you're going to be a pastor. And I was like, no way. No way. But then He spoke to me real clear. And He said, you're going to be a pastor and lead a church or and other stuff, and I was like, okay, I'll do it. This was straight out of high school, and then I told my parents, you may know this story, I told my parents, I told my mum, she said, no way, you're going to university. My dad's like, sweet, if that's what God said, let's do it. My mom was not my first cheerleader. She was the last. I had to convince her. Um, it took years to convince her, but now she's good. <laughs> um, but God crushed the dream that I had. But it was because it was only my dream. It wasn't the dream that he had for me. He has better plans than my dream that I've dreamed about. And some of us may have dreams in our lives that you're still trying to pursue, but what if you push that on the backside and pursue God and see what he um, allows you to discover as you pursue him? Because your dream may be the the war that blocks you for your God potential. That dream that you may be thinking about, that God, they feel like it's God, but actually haven't asked Him. Because many of us say, Oh, it's a God dream. Did you ask Him? Yeah, yeah. What do you say? Oh, I don't know. Then why are you going after it? Like, why don't you just wait till He talks to you? Um, but many Christians live like that. They just say, Oh, this is a God dream. But that dream may be the block towards your destiny. So why, why don't we challenge ourselves today to put aside our dream and surrender it to God? And pursue Him and see what He makes out of our dream. Because that dream may be double from what we thought it would be. You never know. My next question is this. Will you commit to making a difference on how you view your relationship with Christ? And live out Matthew 6.33. To seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. Will you commit to making a difference in your relationship with Christ? It's good to know Christ. It's good to speak about Christ. It's good to like worship about Him and come to church about Him. But... Are we living that testament? Because it's good and well, like we talk about it and that, but if we're not living it, how can can God work in us? So my question to us today is will we commit to making that difference and saying, God, that's Matthew 6.33 about seeking first your kingdom. Okay, I want to do that this year. Whatever that looks like, whatever sacrifice I have to make, I'll do it. Why don't we challenge ourselves this year for 2020 and not be stuck in where we think we should be, but actually grow from it. Because every person under the sound of my voice, from the youngest here to the eldest, if you're here, God still has something for you to finish. Has something for you to finish. And if you just align yourself to His purpose, to seeking Him first and pursue Him, Watch what he would do no matter how young and old you are. Watch what he would do because it's going to be incredible. Imagine Hills NZ that each person in this church actually pursues God first and does everything that God wants us to do. Imagine how Wainui would change. Imagine how your neighborhood would change if we actually pursued him full heartedly. How much will your job will change that you pursue God? whatever you're pursuing you'll start reaping you'll start talking you start being you guys alright and my last question what would your 2020 look like if you chose to pursue the one what it would look like like test it out I want to encourage you in your own time this week write this question what would your 2020 look like if you chose to pursue the one write it down and say okay God humor me what would my 2020 look like if I pursue you and ask God to speak to you and say, God, speak to me and tell me what my 2020 will look like. And I uh, trust me, He will speak to you, but it might not be the way you think He should speak to you. It might be through your ch- children. It might be through your spouse. It might be through a friend. It might be through a sermon. It might be through a podcast or a YouTube. It might be through any, any, anyway. But ask the question to God. God, what would my 2020 look like if I pursue you? Because God wants to show His secrets to us. Are, are, are we all right? God wants to show you His secrets. There's secrets in Him that He wants He wants to show you, but we don't want to be sh- willing to go, God, just show me what, what those secrets are. The mysteries of God is not supposed to be stained and hidden. The mysteries of God is for us to discover. We have to ask the question to God, God, what would my 2020 look like if I pursue You? let that be your question as you like leave this house as you go through this week God what will my 2020 look like if I pursue you and be willing to lay things down because <laughs> I know like the question might sound, sound easy but it's not because you have to lay things down in order to pursue Christ first and I can guarantee like if you cho- choose to and if you're willing to the things that you lay down God will multiply a hundredfold Whatever that looked like. So I want to leave that with you today. Will you commit the year of 2020 to pursue Christ above your dreams and above what you think you should do? Will you commit to making a difference on how you view your relationship with Christ and live out Matthew 6.33 to seek first His kingdom and His righteousness? And what would your 2020 look like if you chose to pursue the one? What would it look like? So Father, we pray right now. As we go through the year of 2020, that You help us lay things that we need to lay down, that You'll reveal the things in our lives that we need to be honest about with You and lay it down to Your feet so that we can seek You first. Seek first the Kingdom of God and His righteousness and all things will be added. Teach us, Holy Spirit, how to pursue You in all things, not just in church things, but in life in general, how to pursue You. God, we lift this year out to you, that this year of 2020 will be the best year for us as individuals, for our families, for this church, for this community, for the city and for the nations. 2020 is going to be the greatest year ever. So we lift your name high. We lift your name high. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.